Well, 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 welcome everybody to God Squad Church. Hey, whether you're watching in person, online, watching on YouTube, Spotify, all the various ways you guys have to be part of our church, it is an absolute honor and privilege to have you joining us. My name is Pastor Susie, and I have the immense honor to be the preaching pastor here at God Squad Church. And as you saw from that video, you're catching us right in the middle of a series called Sir Memes, taking memes from all over the internet and pulling out spiritual truths. And we've had a ton of fun with this because normally memes are something that people would think are very, very spiritually shallow. But we've been taking some things that are very spiritually deep out of them. And I love doing stuff like this because I love taking the Bible and actually making it relevant to the culture and the world that we live in. I believe as followers of Jesus, like we can have fun in church. I don't know about you, but I don't wanna be part of a boring church. I wanna be part of a church that is living the exhilarating life that Jesus has for us. Doesn't mean that it's always gonna be easy. Doesn't mean that nothing's gonna go wrong, but I believe that following Jesus is the greatest joy that we can ever have, and we can have a little bit of fun. And we're gonna have some more fun today. But before we dive in, friends, we got some special guests with us. You guys know them, you love them. Will you help me welcome Pastor AJ and Pastor TJ to the stage in person. Come on, let's get it, baby. Let's get it, baby. Come on. In the flesh. Pastor AJ, how you feeling, my man? You feeling good? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling real good. <laughs> you looking good. Look I'm at excited. those arms, bro. <laughs> no. You been working out, my guy? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Pastor TJ, how about you, man? Feeling amazing, man. See, the, awesome. the, the secret that you might not know about Pastor TJ is that when he lays down that man bun, there is a lion mane that mm. just comes out. It's oh, true. my goodness Facts. gracious. Facts. Friends, we're here to have a very, very important but great conversation and here's the deal. I love what I love about our staff is we got people from all different backgrounds. We got people that literally uh, are from Ireland, right? We got people from New York. Mirik is from the Netherlands. My wife and I are from Massachusetts. So is Pastor Tammy. Pastor Boz grew up in Connecticut. We got people from all over, but not just different ethnicities, ethnicities not just different backgrounds, different denominational backgrounds. Even on our staff, literally people who didn't grow up the same. People who didn't grow up believing the same stuff. People who didn't grow up maybe the, in the same kind of churches. And here's one thing that we're passionate about here at God Squad Church is we need to focus on what unites us and not what divides us. Amen. Amen. And for some of you maybe that are new to the church world, maybe you've never really heard the understanding of like denominations. And there are tons of different denominations that I love and respect, like Lutheran denominations, Methodists. We got Pentecostals. We got Baptists. And they're all great as long as they are centered around the theology that Jesus Christ is Lord, Amen. that he's the only way get, to get to heaven. And if that's the case, baby, we're on the same team. Amen. There might be some different practices of how we do church. There might be some different beliefs and understanding. But the reality is we're all on the same team. So we're going to have a little fun today. And I'm going to ask you all a question in the chat. What denomination did you grow up in? No matter what, we got nothing but love. We're united. Let me know in the chat. What denomination did you grow up in? What's your church background? Have you been a part of church for a long time? Okay, we got Assemblies of God. We got Lutheran. We got Baptist. We got all kinds of stuff. We got Southern Baptist. Oh, Lutheran. Okay, Presbyterian. Okay, Free Methodist. Come on, somebody. Who the sun says free is free indeed. We got tons of different backgrounds. And the cool and funny thing is, is that when you grow up in a certain background, you develop some inside jokes about your own community. You develop some inside, maybe, like, unique niches and things that your community does. And so here's the deal. We're going to poke some fun at ourselves today. We're going to have a good time today, all right, church? And we've got all kinds of different denominations that are known for different things. But I'm going to pull out what some might call the two different extremes. Now, let me say something first. I got love for all the denominations. 
I got love for my Baptist people. I got love for the Lutheran people. We are all followers of Jesus. But here's the first meme we're putting on the screen. If you are a Baptist, you might be able to relate to this one. The first time someone decided to stand instead of sit during Baptist worship. And everyone turns and like, boy, you better get in line. <laughs> if you've been a part of the Baptist background, we love you. Got nothing but respect for you. But sometimes the Baptist background can be known for a little bit more of a stoic type of worship. 100%. Nothing wrong with that. The reality is worship is all about your heart. It's all about you and your affection and dedication for God. And the reality is, like, it doesn't matter if you lift your hands or you're singing or you're moving around. None of that matters. I've seen people who are very, very expressive in their worship, but their life is not worship. And I've seen people that they worship God just like this, but, oh, my goodness, do they love people, serve people, respect others, give, and just live their lives to serve God. And so it doesn't matter what your worship style is like. It doesn't matter what your background is like. What matters is the heart. But then on the other side of the spectrum, we got what is the next meme? We got the Pentecostals, okay, somebody? Pentecostals be like, uh -oh. this is definitely the end times. If you grew up in Pentecostal church, <laughs> oh I mean, when there's a thunderstorm, the rapture's around the corner. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's truth, people. How many, people, how many people woke up and someone wasn't in the house and you were like, oh, no, they forgot me. Bro, I'm telling you. <laughs> Pentecostals can't believe. I've been there. You been there? No, you're looking for somebody. Wait, wait, did the rapture happen without me? <laughs> oh, we got left behind. <laughs> we got left behind. We got left behind. I'm telling you, Pentecostals can't believe we made it to 2021 without the rapture. <laughs> COVID hit. Where's Jesus? I mean, every little thing. And it's a meme. It's a joke. We're having a good time today. Let's go to the next one. Pentecostals also be like, we got to check this one out, Okay. When you visit Pentecostal church for the first time, I don't know what we're yelling about. <laughs> it's loud, people swinging their arms, like what is going on in here? And here's the last one that some of y'all might be able to relate when it comes to my preaching. When someone asks what time the church service ends, we're just going to be led by the Spirit. <laughs> we don't believe in order of services. Here's the deal. You can have structure and order and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All in line. And it's fun to talk about these things. No matter what background you grew up in, it's always a good time to poke fun at ourselves. Yep. The reality is when it comes to denominations, the number one thing that we need to focus on is that we are all followers of Jesus. In an online church, we got people from all kinds of backgrounds, all different beliefs. But especially when it comes to the Pentecostal background, which if you don't know, it's actually a background that the three of us have actually grown up in. Not everyone in our staff grew up in that Pentecostal background, but the thing that normally gets weird about the Pentecostal background is when we start talking about the supernatural. We start talking about the gifts of the Spirit. We start talking about what Paul talks in the New Testament about things like speaking in tongues, which we're going to have conversations about, things like healing and words of prophecy. And the reality is when it comes to these things, it very much becomes the elephant in the room. Like, even right now, everyone's, everyone was laughing. You're not here, some of you aren't here in person. Everyone's laughing a good time, and I was like, supernatural. It was like, uh, we're going there today, church. <laughs> and the reality is, as a church, we need to have healthy, God-honoring conversations about what the Bible says. And many of us may have grown up in different backgrounds, but the one thing we can't get around is that gifts of the Spirit are in the Bible. So we have to at least have a conversation about them. And oftentimes in church, we have one or two extremes. Whether maybe you had my experience where I grew up in a Pentecostal church that 
started getting a little weird, where the supernatural things of God started getting weird and a little bit out of order. And it's like, well, this might be too far on one side. And then sometimes people can get scarred and they hear the things on the internet and they see the crazy viral videos of people doing really ridiculous things. So they go the other extreme. Well, so let's not, let's not talk about it. Let's just pretend they're not real. Let's just pretend they don't exist. And the reality is that normally extremes are not good. And most of the time, God wants us to be somewhere in a healthy position. And so what we want to do is that we want to have a healthy conversation about what the Bible says about gifts of the Spirit. And as a church, we want to create a culture and really have a goal today of normalizing the supernatural. Yeah. Acknowledging that the same Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead is alive in you and us, is alive in you and me, that God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So things that are in the Bible, we believe they are still for today. And so here's what we're going to do over the next two weeks. We're going to have a great, healthy conversation about what the Bible says of gift, about gifts of the Spirit. We're going to open that conversation today. This is going to be an introduction to our gifts of the Spirit conversation. And then at the end of the day, y'all are going to have a million questions. <laughs> and so here's what I want you to do. We'll put a link in the chat right now. But on our website, we do something normally at the end of longer series called God Talk. And we give our church and community an opportunity to ask questions. The most important thing about Bible teaching is application. Understanding it and living it out in your life. But sometimes before you can do that, you got to ask a question or two. So in today's message, you're going to have a lot of questions. And we want to give you the opportunity to send those questions in. And next week, we're going to do a panel just like this and literally answering your questions. When I'm teaching, I want to teach things that people are actually wondering. I want to teach things that people are actually curious about. And so we're going to dive into a very, very deep conversation. We're going to have a healthy conversation. Are y'all ready for it? Come on, somebody. Put a heart in the chat if you're ready for a deep, healthy, Christ-centered conversation that I believe will unite us and not divide us. He just asked you if you're all ready for that. I, I wasn't feeling it. We got people in the house. Can we, we got people. Some people? Are y'all ready for today? Hello. Let's go. Right. So Amen. here's the deal. We're going to read a passage that the Apostle Paul talks about spiritual gifts 1 Corinthians 14 to 4. We're going to read it, and then we're going to have some conversations, share our experiences, our understandings of these gifts of the Spirit. What have we seen, both in the good and the bad sense, and really land in a healthy middle of what God wants us to live out in our lives. Read this with me. It'll be on the screen. 1 Corinthians 14, 4 to 11. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit that distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God that is at work. So let me just pause right there. Every gift of the Spirit is not something that you earned, not something that you deserved. It is something that comes from God. All of the different spiritual gifts we're going to talk about today are not something that because I went to church 52 weeks out of the year, I somehow earned this gift. Well, I've been a Christian this long, so I somehow earned it. There's no, there's no hierarchy tier system within the faith of like, oh, well, that guy has that gift, so he's better, or God loves him more. No, it's the same spirit that is distributing to all of them. There are different kinds of working. This is verse 6. But in all of them, it's the same God, the same God at work in them all. Verse 7. Now to each of them, the manifestation of the spirit, being the Holy Spirit, like we've been talking about the past several weeks, is given, why? For the common good. Not for your own benefit. Not so that you can be puffed up and be like, look what I can do and look who I am. It's given for the common good. 
To one, there is given the spirit of the message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by the means of the same spirit. You're going to hear Paul keep reminding us it's the same spirit. To another, the gift of faith by the same spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by that one spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, the gift of prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. And all these are the work of one and the same spirit. Are you catching, Pastor TJ? Paul's trying to get a point across here. I think he's trying to. I think he's trying to get a point. It is from the spirit, not of your doing. You didn't earn it. It doesn't make you better than someone else. If someone has gift one and you got gift four, it doesn't make you better. It's of the spirit and the same spirit. I have no more access to the Holy Spirit than you do. You have no more access to the Holy Spirit than Pastor AJ. It is the Holy Spirit, and he distributes, he distributes to each one of them just as he determines. In this passage, we start diving into a really deep topic and conversation about the supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit. That there are wonder-working, miraculous, supernatural powers that we believe are still available today for followers of Jesus. And there's different kinds that Paul lays out. But this starts getting really confusing. This starts getting really weird. And again, we start getting the extremes. We start trying to understand it. And we start using and abusing and doing all kinds of weird, funky, weird stuff. Hanging from chandeliers, playing with snakes, and doing all this kind of crazy stuff. Or we just avoid the whole topic because it's the elephant in the room. Let's just not talk about it. But here's the deal. All of God's word is useful for teaching, correcting, training, and righteousness. All of it. I don't want to ignore any part of the Bible. And I'm not afraid to say there are parts of the Bible that, man, I don't know if in my small, limited mind, I fully 100% understand the unlimited wonder-working power of God. And so here's what I want to lay down as a foundation of this conversation. There is no one you will ever speak to that fully 100% understands all of God. There is no one you will meet that will understand 100% all of the gifts of the Spirit. All of us are students of this together. Learning, grappling with this, wrapping our minds around this. I've seen this, but I've heard that, but I've studied this. And how does it all line up? And so together, we're really going on a journey of understanding the gifts of the Spirit. And we want to break them down. We've already said many times, Paul is establishing the Holy Spirit gives the gifts. Holy Spirit decides who the gifts go to. He determines who they go to. But what are those gifts? Let's start with gift number one that Paul used in this passage. He says in verse 8, to the one that is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. Paul is pointing out here the gift of wisdom. And this one can get tricky because all of us can have certain levels of wisdom. Like, and we were talking about this earlier, like, it can be tough to see, like, what is the gift of wisdom? Like, are you just, like, 45 and have done something a lot of times so you got experience? Or is this some sort of, like, supernatural wisdom that God has given you? And so, Pastor AJ, in your experience of Scripture and experience in life, where have you seen the spiritual gift of wisdom maybe played out? And what is your understanding of what that looks like? Yeah, so, with wisdom, when I, when I, when I look at it, and like there's this, there's earthly wisdom, you know. There, you, you see somebody, man, that guy's wise. He ha, you know he has a bachelor's, he's, he has a master's, he's a, he's a doctor. But there's also this, this scholarly wisdom that we need. I believe we need as Christians in our life that it's that wisdom that say, God, you know, 
I, 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 I'm praying, Lord, that you guide me in, in this decision. You know, that no bachelor's degree, no, 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 no classroom could prepare me for this. What's happening in my life right now? And I, and I need, I need that godly wisdom to get me through this. And I've seen it I mean, time and time again. That's been a prayer of mine. That in, in life, because I, you know, I don't have all the answers. We, we know that, right? We, we, we realize our need for God. God, give me that godly wisdom so that I make the right decisions for my kids. For you know, do you want me to step into this new job, Lord? Is, is this what you have for me? But is it going to take me away from? Church, is any way from what, 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 you're, what you're calling me to? And you really got to ask God in those decisions. I, I pray every day for, for, for that wisdom in every decision. It's that godly wisdom. There, now, now there's, there's that wisdom of knowledge, right? Of, of you know, we, 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 we go to school, we learn, we learn our trade, we learn these things, but there's situations in life that you're going to need to ask God for that wisdom. And time and time again, God's faithful. You know, we see in Solomon, we all, when I hear wisdom, I always think about King Solomon, right? He could have asked God for anything, all the riches. Lord, I, 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 I want to rule the world. You know, he could ask God for anything, but he asked God for wisdom. Because if you have that godly wisdom, right, then you're going to prosper in everything that you do. And, I, and that's a prayer that we need to make for ourselves that, you know, we're not just wise in our own eyes, right? Because you get led astray, but, but we have that godly wisdom that he's guiding us and he's directing us. So, yeah. For sure. Pastor Tejo, what has been kind of your experience with the understanding of spiritual gift of wisdom? What does that look like? Yeah, so spirit. The spiritual gift of wisdom, I think, like, just listening to you read it again, and I just kind of got drawn to my memory, is the idea that God imparts a message, right? It's called the message of wisdom. And so he imparts a, a special wisdom for you in a moment maybe that you just are unsure what to say or how to say it, or sometimes maybe you weren't even expecting it, but you were looking to see, you know, to, to always be able to chase after God with all you can. And so as you're talking with someone, maybe that you have a special uh, moment of, of wisdom that you just are unsure how it happened. Um, I also think that God blesses people abundantly, like Solomon, um, with a, a wisdom that is irreplaceable, that's beyond his years, uh, because wisdom is usually gained from experience, and so to be able to have something that you've never experienced but be able to talk someone through it and lead them and guide them uh, is a beautiful, beautiful thing. So, yeah. Yeah, I think you touched on something so great there because something that gets confusing with all the gifts is like, are the gifts permanent? Are they one time? Like, how does this, how does this actually work? Do I, get, do I get to rent it for three days? Like, like how does it, I have no idea how this works. What's the return policy? Yeah, what's the return? Can I get a refund on this? You know what I mean? And so, like, it starts getting tricky because... There are certain situations where I think you broke it down very, very great. Is like, for me, spiritual wisdom can be can be confusing because you can have wisdom without it being like a spiritual one-time gift that God gave you. And so, like, there might be moments that maybe you can relate to where maybe maybe decision making isn't like your thing. Maybe maybe you struggle to make decisions, and maybe you've never actually had experience going through something. But in the moment, you just you just knew what to do. Like you just, it wasn't like you had knowledge because there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom, right? Knowledge is information, but wisdom is taking the information and making the right choice at the right time for that right scenario in that moment, especially in spiritual terms. And there might be moments where like you literally have no reason as to why you should have known what you should do, but the Holy Spirit has imparted wisdom to you. And for some people that might come once in a while, but then there are some people that like you talk to them and you secretly hate them because they just always know what to do. Like, they just, like, they always have the answer. They're like, oh, I just always know what to do. And some people just have that spiritual gift of wisdom, especially you can kind of decipher if it's just someone that's maybe older with experience or a spiritual gift of wisdom. Because like you mentioned, you might, you've never experienced this, but somehow you knew exactly what to do. 
And it's like God just downloads that wisdom into your heart and into your mind. And some people might have that gift. Some people might have it from time to time. Some people might just have a gift of just like this, like you said, this guy is wise beyond his years. He's never been through this. He's never lived through this because wisdom as a whole, I believe, is a gift from God. God gives us the ability to learn. He gives us the ability to experience. But I also believe that there's a supernatural element to it, that you can be in a moment you have no idea to get through, and God just downloads an answer in your mind. This is what you should do. I have the solution. Thank you, God, for it. And it's important always, no matter what gift we're talking about, to go back to the source. How did I have that answer? The same spirit. It's not that I'm some super smart guy or you're some super smart woman. The Holy Spirit is giving me wisdom. I don't know about you, but I, I want to pray for wisdom all the time. I want to pray for one-time uses. I want to pray for every day. I want to use it on cool down. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to use wisdom as much as I can. And the Bible says that, like, those who ask for wisdom, God, like, God, God is not some rude God who doesn't want you to have the solutions to the struggles you're facing. And so the spiritual gift of wisdom can be a little bit tricky. Because you're like, is that a supernatural, is, like, is a supernatural one working, working of God happening right now, or have you just done this before? <laughs> and so to be honest, it can be difficult to know, especially when looking at other people. And that's why really all of us, we're students of this. Amen. We're students of this. I can't look at you and be like, that guy, he's got the gift of wisdom. I think he'd be like, nah, actually, he went through that same thing last week. You know? <laughs> so it's tough. But the spiritual gift of wisdom is one that I believe is a bail for us. Right. And I think it's one that oftentimes a lot of people will experience, but not even know that they were just experiencing the gift of wisdom, because churches don't talk about it. God just downloaded you in an answer, and you just thought it was like, oh, I, just, I guess I just figured it out. Like, no, the Holy Spirit was living inside of you, unlocked an answer that you didn't have access to before, and it's a beautiful thing. Kind of similar to the gift of wisdom, the Bible says in the, in the same next verse, it says, to another is a message of knowledge. Now, the gift of knowledge and the gift of wisdom can be similar but different. Pastor TJ how have you seen the, the gift of knowledge either used in real life, or what's your current understanding of that gift? Yeah. So I think, like, making the distinction between the understanding of knowledge and wisdom is really important, right? And uh, Pastor Susie hit that a little bit on what that looks like is, you know, having the ability to understand something, right? Like, I know something, but how to apply that knowledge is wisdom. So knowing something that you never knew before um, and having that, you know, imparted to you, is how I determine or I would distinguish the gift of knowledge. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I've seen it happen in so many different ways, but uh, I, I guess an experience that I've had was I was at um, a college days, or we call them the Zion Experience at the time, and so I was the college that I was going to go to and I eventually did go to. Uh, I was there, and we were like, you know, the, the president of the college had just spoken, and then all of a sudden he just started praying, and he wasn't, he was just closing the service out, and then, he, um, like, distinctly describes me. Uh, he's like, you know, a, a tall, non-African-American, curly-haired, like, because I have really, really curly hair when my hair is done, even more so then, and, like, distinctly. And so everybody in, that came there with me, like, you know, the 20 students or something, are all just staring at me. We know it's you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're just like, you're just like, uh-oh. And he just kind of, you know, at that time I was running away from the call of God in my life, and I wanted to go play football or, you know, go into the military. And, um, and so he, he, was, he was trying to reach out and get my attention and, um, you know, basically said, you, you know the call you have on your life. Um, like, stop running. Yeah. And, you know, that, there's no way this president of this college knew anything about me. Um, and so it was, 
it was absolutely fascinating, but it was miraculous. It was, you know, God doing what only he can do, and I believe that was the gift of knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Pastor AJ, how have you seen it displayed? Yeah. Um, recent, or recently, when I, um, when, I went, when I moved back from Ireland to the States and all, I was looking for work. The only, only work that I could find was um, was digging trenches, <laughs> doing yard work and stuff. And I was out there, and I was saying, Lord, like, is this what you have for me, you know? But um, later that night, I, um, when I started, I was in there for a couple of weeks, and I, I started, I was streaming, too. And I don't know, um, Rip Torcier, many of us know him in the chat. He actually came into my stream, and he, and he spoke a word over me. He said, because I, I said, God, I was out there like, Lord, like, what am I doing out here? I felt like I was just in the back end of the desert. Like, and I was literally in the back end of the desert, like in the heat, digging trenches. And I was like, God, is this what you have for me now? And Rip Tor actually came in my chat that uh, one of the evenings. He had no idea. I, I never told him anything about me. I, kinda, I, wanted, I didn't want to, I just, you know, I didn't want to tell everybody what I was doing. But um, so he's like, um, I, I, the Lord's giving me a word for you. He says he's, he sees you digging. And I'm like, what? He says, he sees you, and he hasn't, he hasn't forgotten you, and, like, it, 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 it broke me. On stream, I started crying. I was like, whoa, like, there's no way he could have known that I'm digging, like, who, like you know, who digs trenches? <laughs> you know, who who, 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 who be digging like, like that? And um, it really, like, it hit me, because um, they don't have, that haven't happened very often in my life. But the Lord sees you, and it really encouraged me, and um, I was like, man, oh, you know? Um, and I knew it was God speaking, um, using Riptor in my chat and speaking to me, and and, um, and he hadn't forgotten me. You know, he, um, he still had a plan for me. So it was powerful. It was powerful. To see. And, and that's the beautiful thing that Paul's trying to describe here is like, what's the purpose of the gifts? They're for the service and common good of the body of believers. And so the gift of knowledge, like the way I would describe it, is literally God giving information to someone about a situation that they would have had no way of knowing otherwise. Like you mentioned, Riptor didn't know that you were actually digging holes for a living. Yeah. You had mentioned to me earlier, like you were actually not like telling people that because yeah, you, you didn't want to be doing it. Yeah. You know me doing it. And so I really believe that sometimes God can give people a word of knowledge about other people for the common good because here's the two different scenarios that could have happened. You could have told a ripped CA that you had been digging holes. And he could have said to you, God sees you digging holes, and he already knew. And you're like, wow, that's so encouraging. God's with me. Thank you. Or God could have said, I'm, I'm going to give this guy information that he would never have known otherwise. So that when he tells Pastor AJ, Pastor AJ has no room to even, like, doubt, oh, my goodness, God really does see me. There's no way that he would have known that. I'm over here alone, digging holes, trying to feed my family. And nobody knows. But he knows. Amen. And it would, have, it would have had such a less of an impact if it was just a friend who knew you were doing something and just kind of made a comment. It's the Christian thing to say, God's with you, hallelujah, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's still powerful, it's still true, but I really believe that some of the supernatural wonder-working power of God is sometimes God wants to show you his power. And I'll, I'll tell somebody something about you that you didn't know, all for the common good of drawing people hope, drawing people Amen. to repentance. It's not to tear people down. And here's what happens about the word of knowledge sometimes is God will tell somebody something about someone else with the intention for that person to use it to encourage them, but then they'll use it to lure over them. Well, I know something about you, and if you don't do this, then I'm going to tell some people. I've seen pastors literally get a word of knowledge about people that they would have never known, couples that were sleeping around, that they shouldn't have been sleeping around before marriage, and pastors stepping out in front of an entire group of people and literally say things like, if you guys don't repent right now, I'll tell everyone 
the hotel room you guys stayed in last night. Like word, words of knowledge. And the reality is those people in that moment started crying God on their knees and repented of their sins. But I'm like, bro, you could have took them in the back and done the same thing without embarrassing them in front of all these people. So the gifts of the Spirit start getting tricky and start getting dark when you put a perfect supernatural power of God into a broken, imperfect human. 100%. I just want to hit that real quick, too, because I, I think this is important. No matter what power you're given, you can abuse it. Yeah. No matter what stage of life you're in, when your workplace, your, but it's the same thing with God. Because he has blessed you and anointed you, doesn't mean he's just going to rip the gifts away from you. And so your inability to recognize you're doing something improperly is still harmful. So just because it's still working doesn't make it okay. Yeah. Yeah, we, we see it. It says the gifts of God without, or without repentance. And we see, we've seen yep. ministers, they preach, the powerful preachers, and, they, and, they're, and they're, they're working in ministry, then we find out that they've fallen away. They, 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 they you know, they... they They've, they've done this or they've done that, um, and they, they can't be a minister no more. But if they were preaching powerful messages still, because the gifts of God, he didn't take them back. You know? Yeah. They're out with repentance. So, yeah. And, see that. and this is what gets tricky, and this is why people avoid the whole conversation. Like in that one scenario, I believe God gave that pastor that information because he wanted to draw that couple out of a lifestyle of sin to repentance and give them the hope and the life that God had in store, had in store for them that sin can sometimes rob us from. But that pastor used it not for the common good. He used it to shame. Wrong. The gifts are always meant to build up, Amen. not to tear down. 100%. Say it one more time. The gifts are meant to build up and not to tear down. Amen. And this is why, this is why people don't want to talk about this stuff, man. Because it gets, it gets dark. <laughs> because they've seen some stuff. Or they read a thing on the internet. Or they saw a guy abuse it. And the reality is, just because the human is misusing something doesn't mean that the gift giver is bad. Amen. That's right. He is pure. He is righteous. Right. We are faulty. And I just want to encourage you, as we go in this series of talking about spiritual gifts, whatever gift you feel God has given you, you have to use it for the common good. It's not for you. It's not from you. It's not because of you. The Holy Spirit literally sovereignly has just chosen you to have a gift that you will get to use for his purposes Amen. and not your own. But the gift of knowledge is one, honestly, if I'm being honest, that I, if, as a streamer, my goodness, I would love to have more of. Imagine being able to just, like, tell someone in the chat, like, hey, I just want you to know God sees this in your life. And they're like, bro, my name is, like, Pinky Rose 47. I don't even know who this guy is, and he just known that. And the rest of the chat would probably think, like, oh, he just made that up, but that one person would know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no way he would know that if God wasn't real. There's, there, there's no way he would know that unless God's real. I would love it. Lord, give it to me. <laughs> Thank you, Rose. Dwayne, <laughs> stop living in sin. Let's move on to the next one. Paul says, to another one by the name of the same spirit, the gift of faith. Again, it starts getting confusing and tricky. But don't we all have faith? But I thought salvation was through grace alone, through faith alone. So don't we all have faith? But then Paul is clearly deciphering here. But then there's a gift of faith. Pastor TJ, walk us through, what, what does that look like? What does that mean to have the spiritual gift of faith that's different than just like all of us have faith because we believe in God? Yeah, that's really good. I think, <laughs> I think there, yeah, there's, there's multiple ways to look at that too. Like, I think sometimes when, when God imparts the gift of faith, it's, it can look like just your lifestyle, the way you live, right? Like with me, my entire life has been a, a walk of faith. If I did not have the faith that I have, I wouldn't be anywhere. I'd probably be dead in a ditch somewhere. And so it's just the, like, God tells me to move, and I go. Simple as that. It's just who I am as a person. 
I'm messed up in a lot of ways, but in that way, I'm good to go. Yeah. I'll sell everything and leave. Like, nothing of that matters to me if God's telling me to do something. So I think that's a lifestyle of faith. But I do think that there's special, like, impartations when people are just dealing. Like, like you grew up in a hometown. You have a good family. You know, you just want to stay home. And then God tells you to move to Africa, and you're like, no, nah, I can't do that. And then you wake up one morning, and God's imparted with you this gift of faith. Like, I'm going to do this. It doesn't mean it's not still scary. But your willingness to, to take upon that task, I think, is, is the gift. And, you know, faith steps are scary. Yeah. And so just to be able to have, you know, that ability and God's, I guess, care to build up the body, is, it matters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There might be people that you've met that, there are just some people you meet that they're like, you just feel like their faith is ginormous. Like this person, no matter what, every time, things look impossible. They're just like, this is going to work out. Like, this is going to work out. It's going to happen. And there might be those, again, are the gifts one time? Are they always? Do I return them? Like, how, how, does this, how does this work? And we talked about this earlier. And the thing that's difficult for us to fully understand is really the Bible actually doesn't say all that much about gifts of the Spirit. Like, it's in there. talks about it a little bit. But, like, there's not four books for us to be like, oh, these four books are about the gifts. You don't of get the, the examples. You know what I mean? You yeah. Don't the, you don't get, like, the, the, the footpath exactly to follow. And so we're kind of... Trying our best. Yeah, we're like, we're, we're trying to understand an unlimited God with limited information in our limited minds, in our limited lifespans. And so the gift of faith, like one of the things that I, I think is so beautiful is I do believe that God can give people a gift of faith to believe hardcore for something that might seem impossible. That everyone else is like, yo, you're crazy, that's never going to work. But they just know. They've just been given that gift for this situation. This is going to work. But I think a lot of people, when they think about the gift of faith, they think about that. Like this person just has been given the amount of faith to believe for this specific situation. But I think the gift of faith, in terms of like a lifestyle, also has to do with like endurance. And people that they just, no matter what, their faith has not crumbled. Like honestly, when I think, the, think of the gift of faith, like I think of people like Pastor Boz and Danielle. Who many of you might not know their story and their background, but they deal with a lot. And Pastor Boz's wife, Danielle, deals with a lot of health issues and has for a very, very long time. And if I'm being fully honest, like, every time it seems like breakthroughs right around the corner, something breaks down again. And I'm over here like, God, what the heck is going on here? Trying to keep my faith intact. And Danielle's over here smiling. God is my healer. It's right around the corner. It's going to happen. And Danielle, there's a level of faith that you have that I believe is a spiritual gift that most people put in that same situation they would have given up by now yeah it would have broken them they would have broken them they would have they would have literally believed I've prayed enough times it hasn't worked therefore prayer doesn't work therefore my faith is gone I've had enough conversation with Pastor Boz and they struggle They, they have their down moments we're all human but I'm like how how are you still standing like like, many of us, we would have packed up shop a long time ago. And I firmly believe Pastor Paul Daniel has the gift of faith. Amen. And they, they need that to endure the struggles they've been given. And when you get around people like that, it builds your faith. Amen. So their gift builds us up. Amen. Their gift inspires everyone around them. Their gift is being used for the common good, the building up of the body. And so I want to encourage you, be, be praying for them, but be praying that their gift of faith rubs off on you. Yeah, amen. 
because it blesses me, it challenges me. That's why we're so glad to have the two of you. Our church is better because you're in it. Praise God. Because the Holy Spirit is using you and using all of us, right? Paul talks about it. it's the body. We all have different members, different gifts, right? We need other people with different gifts. I want some people with words of knowledge. I want some people with words of wisdom. I mean, we need some wise people, you know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like, like God created us with all these yeah. purposes we, and yeah. that we all build each other up. And yeah. We all have different things to bring to the table. Yep. Different Woo! gifts to bring to the table to, for the common good. The common good of building up the church. Seeing God move and seeing God do amazing things is, is huge. But I think the gift of faith is a beautiful thing. And I think it's beautiful when it's displayed in the lives of people. Moving on to the next gift. By the same spirit to another, the gift of healing. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Pastor TJ, what have been some moments in your life that have helped you understand the gift of healing? What have you seen? What does that mean? And can it still even happen today? There's no way that healing can happen today, right? That would be crazy. <laughs> That'd be supernatural. Um, I think healing happens in a couple ways. I think it happens by doctors. I think that's a good thing. Yeah. But it also happens supernaturally, where I think God can put together back your body into the right way that he created it to be. And um, I find that mind-blowing. But, you know, throughout my life, I've seen so many people healed and you know, sometimes it's just small things, yeah. you know, and then I've also prayed and someone hasn't been healed. And so when, when you're fight, fighting that and you're like, why is, why is God healing some people and others? And uh, wh why is healing? Like, and then you just got to trust God that he's taking care of it. Right. And so, I mean, I've seen people, the deaf be able to hear. I've seen the blind healed. I've seen broken bones mended. It's just at some point in life, you have to take, like, your experiences and just be like, all right, like, I, I obviously, this is what's happening. You can't fake people's, people beginning to walk again. And so uh, I think it's one of the most powerful, the, one of the most powerful gifts because it's a display of God's glory. Yeah. And as much as God loves his children, and I do believe healing is for you, but it's more so for him because it's a building up of the body. Yeah. Yeah of the body and the gift of healing is one again some of these they start getting gray and confusing because if we pray for healing why doesn't it work every time like why doesn't it why doesn't it work every time and the reality well, man, is if i grind hard enough right like if i just grind hard, i put the hours in and, and yeah before, and i know you're being you're being sarcastic but like the truth is people they start believing that like man if i i must have not i must have not used the right words i must have not prayed smart enough or maybe my our spiritual life behind the scenes isn't strong enough if i was only better it would have worked the it's difference the in, in in the prophets when when elijah is going against the prophets is they were sitting there all day cutting themselves and chanting and like trying to drum up a miracle yeah elijah didn't have to do that because he believed in the miracle working god yeah. we don't have to drum up these gifts we don't have to make some some show or spectacle to be able to see god do what he already desires to do what we need to do is be obedient. That's right. It's as simple as that. That's right. And so, yeah. And trusting God with the results because, I mean, when we pray, sometimes the healing doesn't always come. And God always has a good reason for any time he doesn't give you the answer that you want. Sometimes you going through the struggle and being built up and stretched and changed is better than the healing. And trusting his answer is important. But in the gift of healing, I really do believe that people in today's world can have the supernatural gift of healing. And again, is it one time or is it all the time? I believe, that, I believe that people can pray and see people healed in the name of Jesus. Cancer being removed. Bones being restored. Lives being changed. 
blind eyes being opened. I believe that we have the ability to pray for those things. But then there are people that just have the spiritual gift of healing. Like there was a professor in our college, his name was Brother Moranville. I mean, literally, this guy had like an 80% like healing rate. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like it, was, it was insane. Like it was like you blew your mind. Like he would just pray for like an 80% of the time, like people were healed. And like stuff you could see with your own eyes. Like it was mind-blowing, and that's available. But not everyone might have that spiritual gift. But he used it, and he never treated people like he was some like super saiyan Christian. And like, look what I can do, but you can't. No, no, no. He never, he only used it for the common good, the supernatural healing of God. And we can pray for that. Yeah. And we can pray for that. And, and too, uh, sometimes it's not just physical healing. Sometimes it's, you know, spiritual. broken heart, spiritual yep. healing. Mental healing. Mental healing. Yep. So that's going on inside that nobody else can see that you're, that you've been struggling with. And, and, and God's given people gifts. I, I see people being prayed for even without physical, physical ailments. But they were depressed. They, you know, they were suicidal, and God completely turning that situation around, giving them, give them that joy that surpasses understanding. So, you know, it's it's powerful to see, and that's built up because it's it's evident in somebody's life when 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 they have that when God's healed them of that broken heart. Because before, when you seen them, they were all depressed, all suicidal. Even when you see them on Facebook, they were it was all negative. But now they've been healed, and then God just turns it all around. It's just powerful to see. And when I see stuff like that, God turning a life around like that. It's like, whoa, it, 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 all, all these work together. It increases your faith, right? Yeah. It's like, whoa, you know, God did it for them. He surely could do it for me. So it's real powerful to see. And God does these things, like Pastor TJ alluded to, for the display of his glory. Amen. One of the most beautiful stories I love to hear over and over again is when doctors can't figure out what happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People go in with cancer or all these different things, and they, they took results last week, and then you was all kind of jacked up. Mm -hmm. And then next week, it's gone. Oh, yeah. And doctors are like, yeah, I mean, I got a fancy diploma on my wall, <laughs> but I can't, I can't figure this out. You know, I love doctors. I think modern medicine is a, is a gift yeah, of God. Amen. Amen. But sometimes I think God's like, I just want to show you that, you know, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the real physician. Like, I'm God. Y'all are smart, and I've given you knowledge, but I can do things that no one can do. And there's opportunities where, like, God does miracles, and you literally will not be confused about who was the source of it. Right. You're like, this could have only been God. God will that. do things only he can do. That's right. And it's like the greatest healing we have is our healing within Jesus, right? Yeah. That eternal healing, that healing that has no bounds. And so we live a temporary life and we put so much, so much of our chips on this, on this card. But the truth is, it's the blink of an eye. It's a yeah. dot. It's a, it's, it's right. so non-existent within the, the eternal uh, being that we serve. And so that eternity that we have to be able to be saved from this world that's the ultimate healing. Yeah. And so we may suffer, but a glorious day will come. For sure. And we believe the gift of healing is available for today. Amen. Pastor AJ, I want to ask you to share a story you told me earlier because the next gift that Paul talks about, right, he talks about the gift of healing. And then in verse 10, he says to another, the gift of miraculous powers. And in some sense, like, they sound like the same thing. Yeah, yeah. But, Paul, but Paul clearly is making a distinction between the two and healing in our understanding would be, like, like you said, healing of some sort of sickness, whether it's mental, spiritual, physical. But believe that, we believe that God can do more than just heal sick people. There's nothing God can't do. There's no mountain that God can't move. And you can see in the lives of believers, people performing miracles by the power of God. I'd love for you to share that one story about your friend that you told me earlier this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my, my uncle, um, he's, he's, a, he's a minister. And um, he, he, 
he, I remember now, he raised three people from, the, from, from being dead. But one of the stories that, like... You need to pause and say that again, because you just, like... Three people. You just flew by, like, it was no big deal. It's really normal for AJ. He sees it happen all the time. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's not normal, because I, I heard... I, 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 even when I heard this, I was like, whoa, you know, it's, it's powerful. I, I, um, and a lot of people say, well, that's not real. But um, I'll tell you one... Of the, I'll tell you two of the, real quick, two of the stories, because it, it, I, I just remembered one of them, because he had told me. But the, um, 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 the one I shared with Pastor today was he was driving, and there was a, a head-on collision a really bad accident. He jumped out of his car and he ran over and he could see the person in, in, in the driver's seat was dead. Their chest was caved in. They, they, they were dead. You know, he, he, he felt no pulse and the chest was like badly, bad, badly damaged. But he began to pray and as he began to pray, he can hear the chest cracking back into place. And the, and the, and the person woke up like I, I, from being dead you know, from a car accident. Um, he, 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 he's real radical. He's always like um, um, doing stuff like that. Like, you know, just he has like a lot of faith. He's, he talked about somebody with a lot of faith. And I remember one, another, another time, just, it, it came back to me when we were sitting here, is he had told me that, um, and I remember we were praying for this young girl in our church. She was, she was sick. And her parents um, were at the hospital and, and they were praying. And they had called him, can you please come um, pray for our daughter? And um, um, they, 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 they said the, the doctors um, said, that, you know, that she's going to die. And she had already died then by the time he got there. And they were taking her to the morgue. They, had, they already had the bag zipped up. And my, my, um, his name is Pastor Mark Garcia. You guys, if you want to know who he is. He prayed for her. Um, and she was dead. The doctor, they were taking her to the morgue. She, they, they, had her, they had her in the bag already to take her. And um, he began to pray for her. And she woke up. Wow. She got up. And, uh, like, uh, this, this is truth. This is, this is no lie. This is, this is the power of God. Amen. We're seeing it. If, if God did it back then. The same resurrecting power that, that Jesus Christ had that rose him from the dead. Is still with us. We have that gift of the Holy Spirit still with us. We have that. We have that power within us. You know, it, it may not happen all the time. I, I said there's probably a few times that He's prayed for people that it hasn't happened. But these are three. There were three occasions. One early on in His ministry, and these were um, during His ministry that He three people were raised from the dead. Like, and it really like when I heard these stories, and He's not a liar. He's not. He's not a man that. He's not. Yeah. He's not a liar. He's not a man that lies. Really powerful. You know. Really powerful. The Holy Spirit is still active today. And I know, especially on the internet, man, yeah. like these things are weird to talk about. Like, bro, there's no way that dude raised the guy from the dead. And the thing is, he didn't. God did. God, God did it. God did. We can't, we can't do none of that stuff. Exactly. God can. And the miraculous power of God is still available for raising the dead, for making, you know, making, casting out demons, for making impossible situations happen. We have the ability to pray and ask God for miracles. We're not, we're, not, we're not weak, just nothing Christians that have no access. We have access to his power, and it's still, it's still available today. And really, that distinction between healing and miraculous powers, because like healing is a miracle, so like what's miraculous powers? Really, I would just characterize the gift of miraculous powers is anything miraculous, supernatural, that's just not a, not a healing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like casting out demons, doing things like Pastor Ray is telling these stories. And the thing is, we have the ability to pray and ask God for these. Like we, we have the ability to ask God for the supernatural. And Amen. it doesn't have to be weird. It doesn't have to be weird. We can make the supernatural power of God normal. But we got to get out in front of it. Amen. we got to have conversations about it. We have the ability the to ask God to, for these gifts. Yeah. But one thing I, I really do believe is that 
you need to check where your heart is when you're asking for these things. Why are you asking for these gifts? What is the reason? And if your end reason isn't the only one that matters to bring glory to God, then you're in the wrong. And so, you know, you see in, in Acts where Simon the Sorcerer's checked, and they're like, we know why you want this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're, you're power hungry. Yeah. And, like, and a guy who was playing around with the supernatural yeah. realized that the supernatural he was throwing around wasn't anything like God. Yeah. And so, you know, he sought after that power, and we obviously see how that ended. Yeah. And so I just think, you know, making sure when you're asking for these gifts, just make sure your heart's in the right place, seeking after God and asking what he has for you specifically. Um, you know, you hear me say it all the time, but we all need to be living in our purpose. And God has purposed you with a great plan in life. And I truly do believe that it's to prosper you. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, take that into consideration when you're seeking after God. Yeah, again, for the common good. Amen. Not for yourself. And especially, like, a lot of people think about, like, the gift of healing and miraculous power, something that's, like, very visible for others. They view it as, like, something that, like, you should really, it's just, it's only, like, a positive benefit. But I'll tell you, if you're someone that, like, it's living out the gift of healing, miraculous powers, you also are carrying the burden of fighting your own arrogance. Because yeah. people start, they, they shouldn't, but people start looking at you like, yo, that guy, that guy heals people. Mm-hmm. Like, no, God heals people. Amen. He's chosen to do it through this individual. But that person, like, man, they could suscept, be susceptible to so much arrogance and all that kind of stuff. And so you, it's all just pointing back to, like, Pastor TJ, yeah. the reason all these things exist is for the glory of God. Yeah. Amen. God's the chef. That's yeah, right. you know, we're the butler. We just get to deliver the food. Yeah, for real. We're just we're the messenger. It's Amen. his story. We're telling his story for his glory, distributing his gifts for his purposes, for his will and his desire, all pointing back to Jesus. Amen. Wrapping up the last few gifts here. Next one is the gift of prophecy. Gift and prophecy and gift of knowledge can seem a little bit similar, but we we're talking this morning about how these kind of play out different. And the way that I really describe the difference is literally both are information that only you would only have if God had given it to you. The gift of knowledge, God tells you something that you wouldn't have known otherwise about maybe something that's already taken place. Mm. The gift of prophecy is God telling you something about a future event that has not yet taken place. And this gets weird. <laughs> gets real weird. And the thing that breaks my heart, and like, I'll be honest, like I get why a lot of people don't like Christians sometimes. Because we got people standing on stages. Like, let's just, let's just talk about it. We got people standing on stages, telling lies, saying their prophecy. And if you give me X amount of dollars before this day, this event won't happen. And people just emptying their wallets. It is an abuse and a sin against the glory of God. It makes me want to empty my fists. <laughs> <laughs> and here's what happens. Those things happen, so let's just avoid the whole thing altogether. No, there is a healthy, proper, biblical way for the gift of prophecy to be played out today. And God might send someone in your path to share a message of prophecy about your future. And here's what I want to say to you. Take those prophecies with a grain of salt. A grain of salt. Because here's what happens. is Someone will have a prophetic message over them, and they'll put all their eggs in that basket. And that person was wrong. And that person may not have had bad intentions. Again, we're limited beings, imperfect beings, trying to use and grasp and understand and and utilize God's perfect gifts. 
And so that person may have said something about your future that they, they, they really meant, they really believed God was speaking to them. But maybe they were wrong because they're a human being and we all make mistakes. Take it with a grain of salt. Take the information. Go back to God. Ask God to confirm it in your heart. God, is this, is this real? Because what happens is people, they put all their eggs in that basket, live the next five years thinking this, this event is going to take place, and then it never does. And then now they start blaming the gift giver. Well, if God was real, this thing would have happened. Like, no, that person was just, they were wrong. Because they're, they're human. But I also don't want to go the other extreme and be like, prophecy's not real, and I never should believe anything that anyone could say. Like, I've had prophecies over my life, some that have happened and some that haven't. But my, my trust is always in the, the gift giver and going back to prayer and asking God, is this message from you or is this from a good-intentioned, imperfect human who's trying to do something that's very confusing? Hearing from God and delivering God. And also give some of these people credit. Like, it took them a lot of faith to come to you and maybe say what they, because they're terrified of being wrong. Of course. Yeah. Some people have bad intentions. We, we, just, we tell those people to go to another church, you know what I'm saying? But the people with good intentions, it took a lot of faith for them to come up to you and say what they felt God was speaking to you. It took that person a lot of faith to send you that Discord message. And don't, don't get so riled up if maybe they were, they were just wrong. Yeah. Literally just say, hey, thank you so much for that. I, I appreciate that. You don't, you don't, honestly, you don't even need to say much more than that. Some people are new, too. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, they, they just had this experience. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to say it. They don't know what, how to word it. And so they might stumble over their words or say the wrong thing. And so there is, like, there is a, a part to this that is, like, exercising your faith. You know? When I, when I first preached, I, I was garbage. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I just I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to, like, talk to people. And so and whatever, else, whatever else that looked like, it was just, but, you know, now I'm better. Yeah. I'm not great, but I'm better. Yeah. And I, that's exactly what it is with the gifts of the, the Spirit, I think, too. You know, the first time someone probably prayed and they had the gift of healing on them, they are probably shaking like a leaf, like, I'm praying for someone, man, I'm so scared this isn't going to work. And, like, I think that there's times when we need to be able to le- give grace to the, our brothers and sisters in Christ yeah. to let people fail. Because, yeah. man, that guy might fail with you, but the next time it happens, maybe it's not a failure. Maybe it is something that, that actually, you know, they said correctly or, you know, they actually did hear God speak. And because you gave them the grace, you've now spurred them on forward to be able to do great things for God. I, I, I know it sounds crazy, but when it comes to spiritual gifts, like, like you said, we've we got to be a church family that has grace for each other. And when it comes to anything, all of us are really each other's guinea pigs. Like we're, we're trying to follow God, trying to understand things, even if it's not the supernatural gifts of the Spirit. Like, we're, we're all just, we're getting better at being followers of Jesus. And the reality is, like, we're actually practicing on each other. Like, I'm, I'm practicing more patience on other humans. Please give me some grace while I'm getting better at it. I, I, I'm practicing love and kindness on, on other humans. Please give me some grace while I get, while I get better at it. And it's the same thing about the gifts of the Spirit. Like, the reality is, if someone gives me a prophecy that doesn't end up being true, I'm like, well, if the roles are reversed, like, I could have been wrong too. I might have said someone good intentions and been wrong. But so there just needs to be a healthy understanding of like, take that, hear that prophecy that someone gave to me, understand there's a chance it could be wrong, but there's also a chance it could be right. And so this is where Paul leads us into the next gift, is the distinguishing between spirits. And I believe Paul put these back to back because sometimes you need to know 
which one is which. And the distinguishing of spirits is all of us have the Holy Spirit in us. And he can give us knowledge. He can give us wisdom. He can give us all these things. But he can also help us discern what is right, what is wrong, and help us discern what is of God and what is not of God. When you say all of us have the Holy Spirit, are we talking about just Christians? Are we talking about non-Christians? Followers of Jesus. Forgive me. All of us who have given our lives to follow Jesus. When you, when you say yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit's living inside of you. And so when you say yes to Christ, you have access to the Holy Spirit. And you have access to the gifts that it says, Paul says, that God has chosen for you. And so with the gift of discernment is one that's so important. Because the discernment is one that you can take when someone gives you a prophecy. And you be able to know, is that from God? I got a really like bad, negative, red flag. Like warning, warning, warning. That's the Holy Spirit telling you, like, this is not good. Don't get mad at that person. They might have ill intentions. They, they might not have ill intentions. And if they do, just, just stop talking to them or whatever. Be like, God bless you. I'm going over here. And, and literally just allow the Holy Spirit to discern in you. And some people have this gift. Like my wife, Amanda, like, y'all better watch out of the Wash your back. Because, like, we, I'm not lying. Like, we've, we've met people in real life, and they'll seem perfectly great. They'll seem perfectly normal. And my wife's like, mm, something, something's wrong with that person. And six months later, that person ends up doing something insane and ends up like their whole life was a lie. And I'm like, how did, how did you know? And like, she's pretty spot on a lot of times. So the chat's like, yo, what is she saying about me, bro? Like, and she's pretty spot on. There was this, like with Danielle, there was, a, there was a guy in our church, we won't go into too much story. There was a guy in our church that everyone thought was great, loved him, thought it was fantastic, and just went off the rails, spreading lies, doing all this kind of crazy stuff. And we had to do all this damage control and correcting these lies and getting with the people that was doing it, not making it a big public thing because it didn't involve everyone. So why involve people that aren't involved? And, and cleaning up this huge mess. And from day one, Danielle, the rest of us were like, we love this guy. And Danielle's like, he crazy. <laughs> I don't know what, but this dude, he crazy. And she was right. Discerning of spirits. And discernment is something that all of us need to be praying for. Whether you feel like you have the spiritual gift of discernment, you also have the Holy Spirit living in you if you've said yes to follow Jesus. And utilizing that is very, very, very important. Honestly, it's probably one of the most useful on the day-to-day. On the day-to-day. So as we wrap up our conversation about spiritual gifts, I know everyone's like, talk about tongues. Talk about tongues. (laughs) Come on, Pentecostal man. Talk about tongues. And I promise you, we're going to talk about tongues next week. So ladies and gentlemen, y'all going to come back next week because we are running out of time. Here's the deal, friends. We're going to end up here in a little bit, and we're going to pray together. But the spiritual gifts are something that are so important to talk about, and the gift of tongues is just such a big topic to fit into today. So here's the deal. If you're watching on YouTube via later, you, you, you can watch that. You can watch that next YouTube video. If you're watching live right now, next week, we're going to do a similar panel. We're going to continue about the spiritual gifts. We're going to talk about the gift of tongues, which is a huge, 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 huge topic and one that's so important to talk about. But here's what I want to leave you with today. The spiritual gifts are for today. They're for the glory of God. They're for the building up of the church. Let's not end up in either extreme. Let's not throw them out the window altogether. And let's not abuse and use and abuse them. Let's have them in order. Let's have them in order. Asking the Holy Spirit to help us. And I want to read the very, very last uh, verse again. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he distributes them, each one, just as he determines. And as we end our time together and pray, 
Paul goes down later in that chapter, and he says a very, very important verse that I think a lot of people just brush over. He says, eagerly seek the gifts. And so as a church, I want to put into practice, and I want us to pray. I can't stand up here and say, I know what gift you're going to get. I can't. We don't even all get the same gifts. We all bring, like you mentioned, different parts to the church, different gifts. Some with the gift of faith, some with the gift of knowledge, some with the gift of healing. None of us are better than each other. It's one body, same spirit. And we all get different gifts for his glory. But here's the deal. I want to know which ones God's given me. And I'll never know if I don't ask him. And so what I want to do is I want to take a few minutes. And for those of you that are here and you've given your life to follow Jesus, we all have the Holy Spirit. Which I believe, and we're going to answer the question next week, some people are going to ask, you know, are these still available for today? And I, I do believe we're going to answer that question next week. But I don't just want us to get information. I want us to live transformation. And so I'd love for us to spend a few minutes seeking the Holy Spirit. God, which one's for me? And how can I use it for the, for the, for the common good? And I just encourage you, in whatever way you worship, whether you grew up Baptist and you pray like this, or you Pentecostal and you got your hands way up in the air, what, whatever it might be, let's ask the Holy Spirit. Which gifts are for me so that I can use them for the glory of God, for the furtherance of his kingdom, and for the building up? Here's what I need to hear. Someone else needs you to have your gift. I want to say that one more time. Someone else needs you to have your gift. Pastor Boz and Danielle's gift has blessed me beyond measure. I'm so glad they used their gift. Somebody's answer to a prayer is you using your gift. Somebody's healing is on hold because you won't see God for your gift. Somebody needs a word of knowledge and encouragement, but that encouragement is on hold because you won't seek your gift. Somebody needs you to use your gift. Let's seek them together. Let's ask the Holy Spirit, God, I just want to do what you want me to do. I'm not better. I want to build the kingdom of God. And so as a church, let's, let's seek the Holy Spirit. Let's ask him for the gifts. Holy Spirit, we thank you today that you're with us. Thank you that there are many gathered around the world, different backgrounds, different ethnicities. Thank you for God, those that are literally living their lives in different parts of the world, different economic backgrounds. But we're following the same Jesus, serving the same God, and are filled with the same Spirit. And God, these conversations, they're, they're a little confusing. They're difficult. The Bible doesn't really say much about the gifts of the Spirit. And we can, we can try to pretend like we have all the answers or we can acknowledge, God, we need you because we, we don't have all the answers. And so first and foremost, Holy Spirit, I pray that these conversations uh, would unite us and not divide us. The gifts of the Spirit can be one that can confuse and tear people down and can get a bad rap. And, but God, we just acknowledge here that the gifts of the Spirit, they're in the Bible, so let's talk about them. What, is, what does it mean? Help us to understand, God, what are the gifts of the Spirit? What do they look like today? And what do they look like in, in our lives? And Holy Spirit, we just ask you today, and we just make ourselves available to say, I'm available for whatever gift, God, you've given to me. I'm available. And even every single one of you in your homes around the world, I just encourage you, say that out loud to God, I'm available. I'm available. God, whatever gift you want to utilize in my life, healing, knowledge, wisdom, I'm available. 
for the glory of God, for the building up of my brothers and sisters, for the encouragement of the church. Use me as your vessel. I know it's a little weird, a little scary, maybe a little uncomfortable. Never prayed these kind of prayers. But God, I'm open to whatever you have for me. And if you want to give me a gift, I want to receive that gift. I want to use that gift. So Holy Spirit, what do you have for us? What do you have for us? We just ask you to make yourself known. Use us so that we can display the glory of God to others, so that we can encourage each other. But God, even many of these gifts can be a, a miracle and signs to maybe people who don't believe and, and they can cause them to believe, but they're also just an encouragement that we need. God, I want to believe that the same God in the Bible who did supernatural things, he's the same God today. You're not dead. You're not on hold. You're not on pause. You're here. You're alive. And all of us, we just ask you, God, to help us to activate and use whatever gift you have for us. So I pray, I pray for some right now that they would begin to receive that gift of healing and they would pray for some and see them recover of sickness in Jesus' name. I pray for some to receive the gift of knowledge, to be able to know things about others that they otherwise wouldn't know if it wasn't for God, but to use it carefully for the building up and not the tearing down. I pray for some people, God, to be able to have the gift of prophecy, to be able to speak over people's lives what you've spoken to them I pray for others, God, to have the gift of faith, whether it be for a certain situation or as a lifestyle. I pray for others, God, to be able to have the gift of discernment, to know, God, everyone's asking, do I do A or B? I don't know which one God wants me to do. Give, the, give us the gift of discernment to know, Holy Spirit, what's wrong, what's right, to protect us from situations that I don't have any reason why I shouldn't go to this place today, but I just feel in my heart I shouldn't, so I'm just not going to. And then to find out later that that bank was going to get robbed while you would have been there. Like whatever it might have been, like we, we don't know. Give us the gift of discernment. Give us the gift of miracles to raise people from the dead. To see blind eyes open. To see demons cast out. The supernatural stuff about God that we just are a little confused by and don't really understand. We just commit ourselves to being students. Students of the gifts. Students of all these things you have in store for us. Holy Spirit, I pray for our church that we would be gracious to one another as we practice the gifts of the Spirit. God, I pray for us to have grace and patience with one another as we sometimes get it wrong. I pray that we would understand all of us are, are human. And it's not the, the person who's perfect, it's the gift giver. I pray that, God, these gifts would be used for the glory of God, but... First and foremost, God, I, I pray that you would always center our hearts around Jesus as number one. So today, God, do we want more of the gifts? Yes, we do, but first and foremost, we want, we want more of Jesus. We want more of God's presence. We want more of the Holy Spirit. May we never desire the gifts more than we desire the gift giver. And so, Holy Spirit, we're just open to you in our lives, open to you in our lives, and we just say, God, do what you want to do. Do what you want to do. You have freedom. You have the opportunity. And we're saying, I'm available. Speak to us, God, which is our gift. Help us to figure out what in the world that looks like, what in the world that means. 
and help us to have understanding, God, as we talk the next few weeks about spiritual gifts. We give you honor and glory, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, as we end our time together, we've talked a lot about gifts today. But the greatest gift we can ever receive is not healing. It's not prophecy. It's the gift of salvation. And just like these gifts, it's, it's not one you earned. It's not one you did something to get. The Bible says that no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter who you've been through, no matter what your life looks like, whether it looks like ours, looks like someone different, we've all got different lives, but we've all received the same gift that we didn't deserve. And that gift is the gift of salvation, the forgiveness of your sins, the ability to have reunited relationship with God, no matter what you've been through, no matter what your past looks like, there is no distance too far that you can go that God's not right behind you, desiring for you to say yes to follow Jesus, have your sins forgiven, inherit eternal life, and begin relationship with God, and it's a gift. And today you can receive that gift just by saying yes. The Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you can be saved. That I acknowledge and believe that God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross he never sinned, but he died on the cross for me so my sins could be forgiven. I stand before you a sinner who is forgiven. I didn't earn it. I didn't deserve it. It was a gift that he gave to us. And for many of you, God wants to give you that gift today if you want it. If you want it. But here's what I'd say to you. Why wouldn't you want it? The gift of salvation is greater than any gift of the Spirit. It's greater than anything we could ever have. And I pray in Jesus' name that God is drawing some of you right now to say yes to follow Jesus. You got that feeling going on in your heart. I don't really understand. This conversation was a little bit weird. But today I want to say yes to follow Jesus. And if that's you, what we want to do is we want to pray a prayer with you, giving you an opportunity to say yes to follow Jesus as we celebrate together the greatest gift ever the gift of salvation. If that's you. If you want to have this, your sins forgiven, receive eternal life and begin a new relationship with God, pray this prayer with me. God, I thank you that you sent Jesus to die on the cross for me. And I ask you today, God, to forgive me of my sins and to help me to follow you all the days of my life. Today, God, I make you my Lord. And I thank you that today, I have a new start of following Jesus, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, will you put your hands together right now to thank those that are saying yes to follow Jesus? Amen. Amen. Come on. Hey, if you just made that decision to follow Jesus Christ, we want to congratulate with we want to congratulate you and celebrate with you as well. So what I'd ask you to do, I want you to be brave and I want you to be bold. I don't want to put the spotlight on you or embarrass you or anything. But like I said, we want to celebrate with you. So if you just made that decision to accept Jesus Christ into your life for the first time, or maybe you just rededicated your life, would you let it be known by putting a yes in the chat? Like I said, we want to celebrate with you. Put some hearts in the chat for those people that are putting that are putting yes in the chat right now who are accepting Jesus Christ and hey if you did just accept Jesus Christ if you could do me a favor if somebody can type exclamation point next level in the chat I would ask you to click on that link it will send you a form that we ask you to fill out with as much information as you feel comfortable giving there's a lot of people they just accept Jesus Christ and they, they don't really know where to go from here they don't they don't know what where do I actually start reading in the Bible what is how do I pray what is this water baptism thing that you guys always talk 
talk about. We want to be able to give you some resources. And so definitely click on that link and fill out the form so that one of our member, one of our staff members can connect with you. It'd be absolutely amazing. And once again, congratulations to those of you that are accepting Jesus Christ today. And hey, this is the reason why we do everything we do here at God Squad Church. It's because of your faithfulness and generosity that we continue to see people giving their lives to Jesus. We continue to see marriages being restored. We're seeing people being healed. We're seeing depression being broken, anxiety being healed in people's lives. And like I said, it's because of your faithfulness and generosity that we're able to continue doing this here at God Squad Church. And maybe this is your first time here, or maybe this is the first time that you would like to, use, uh, like to give to our church. I want you to know there are multiple safe and secure ways that you can give to our church. You can do so by going into the panels below and click on that Give link. It'll allow you to use PayPal. You can also go to our website, website, customize it to any way you see fit, recurring gifts of monthly or weekly donations or a one-time gift, and then you can also use text to give by texting any amount to number 84321. But no matter how much you are giving, we thank you so much for giving the God Squad Church. And remember, every penny.